Hey everyone, welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan, Kirby Lupul. Ryan, Kirby, it's been a little bit since we last talked on the podcast. We've had our few weeks off to gather our feelings after losing the Stanley Cup Finals. But we're here again, ready for our second season covering the Florida Panthers on the Hockey Podcast Network. So Kirby, we'll start with you. How are you, my friend? Hope everything is well. Yeah, not bad. It's thundering right now, so if I drop in and out, <laughs> um, you'll know why. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a nice little break here this off season, David. Um, we obviously did the Twitter Spaces on July first, so it was nice to reconnect with the community there. And we're always going on Discord daily and chatting with the community, so it's been a nice break. I think everyone's enjoying their breakaway. Um, lots of our community on holidays right now, but people are in and out with Panthers talk, and of course we got lots of news to break down here free agent wise and even a trade and maybe potential trade or two on the horizon as well. Yeah. A lot of news that has happened in the last few weeks, a short turnaround from that Stanley cup finals appearance, but Ryan, I've seen you a couple of times since then. And I uh, hope everything, unfortunately, <laughs> hope everything's good with you. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, happy about, you know, the little that we could do in free agency and, everything's been good i want hockey back i think we got like i saw somebody say like 90 90 something days so you know we're closer than we normally are then you know so I'm, I'm ready let's do this thing yeah like i mentioned at the top it's about one year since we first did our first podcast which was on july 11th 2022 is uh at the time of the recording it's july 6th it'll probably be dropping on the 7th so one year in over thirty thousand listens <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's doing something to make me laugh, Kirby. Uh, over 30,000 listens uh, across all of our platforms. Nothing more than spectacular that I could say after our first season. So, shout out to the listeners and stuff like that. And to you, Ryan and Kirby, being here the whole time. It's been a, a great first season, and we're excited to start our second season of covering the team and, and following up on everything we can, uh, to say the least. So, Thank you to you guys and everything like that. And we're very excited to have our uh, first kind of former Florida Panthers player in the most recent, you know, 15 years uh, in Mike Weaver. So we recorded that for you guys, and we're very excited to have that featured uh, in our, like I said, our first real episode of season two uh, on the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy that. I had a great time speaking with Mike. Uh, he's still a great ambassador for the game. Uh, you're going to listen throughout the throughout the podcast on just how much he's doing off the ice still in his career. So I hope you guys enjoy that segment. And uh, after that segment, we'll be right back to talk about some free agency and the draft and everything we can leading up to the Florida Panthers next few weeks. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, Florida Panthers fans, we're pleased in, to have our first guest on the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast that was a former Florida Panthers player. And Mike Weaver, a legend in the Florida Panthers community. Appreciate you taking the time, Mike, to uh, spend some time and talk to the fans uh, once again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to hear from you. Thank you for getting back to me. And before we talk about the past and things you did in the Florida Panthers organization, uh, I wanted to talk about what you're doing now uh, post-NHL career. I know you're still involved with Rob Tallis, who's the current Florida Panthers goalie coach with your Coachum uh, organization that you started, I believe it said in 2019, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty, pretty cool. It's, um, 
it's all it's almost like everything uh happens for a reason i i ended up uh getting a full scholarship in michigan state um i ended up going there and i didn't the odds of me making it to the nhl were pretty slim so i ended up uh going and uh um, taking uh, telecommunications. So I wasn't taking a basket weaving course like uh, some some of the, the players do. Uh, so I have a telecommunication degree. I took a, a virtual reality course. Uh, I have a software development and uh, web design kind of background. And it's funny, a lot of people don't realize that I was going to local businesses, um, mainly when, when I was in uh, Chicago uh, with the Wolves, uh, the minor league team of Atlanta Thrashers. And I was I was there uh, designing websites for uh, local businesses, so really? yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, um, uh, one of the um, Nate Ewell uh, was uh, with Media Relations with Michigan State. He started uh, uh, a company called Inch um, hmm. Inside College Hockey, and yeah, I designed their. Uh, uh their their website so uh it was uh it was pretty it was pretty cool uh, like obviously these are things that that um i wanted to go and invest like we we invest so much uh time and effort in our bodies for the season but we don't invest uh, a lot of time and effort for post career so when then then i ended up going to uh started my hockey school and very i found it very tedious to go and draw draw drills over and over again and so <laughs> i developed uh, a coaching platform called uh, coach them so we um it's crazy we've uh, mounted to about 25 to thirty thousand accounts we have uh, ten thousand active subscribers we just launched soccer we have we just signed wow. lacrosse canada on board um we have both the uh, men's and women's uh, national uh, hockey canada national team using it wow yeah, um, we ended up uh, uh, Hockey Alberta, Hockey Calgary. Those are our partners, the NHL Coaches Association. So we have we have a lot of uh, German Ice Hockey Federation. So we have a lot of key uh, people, uh, individuals, uh, a part of uh, Coach Them. So that's kind of my 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 kind of my, I guess you could say main gig right now. Um, so just basically creating, uh, connections. I think we have 14 NHL teams now too, 15 wow. actually. So it, it's, it's pretty cool. And then, and then I got my hockey school that I, I still do it in the morning. I just got back from it. Um, I, I'm able to teach, um, youth, youth players and it's so rewarding. And that's the reason why I still do that. Um, because my full-time gig is uh, coach them. So it's, it's pretty cool that, that I'm able to post career. I'm able to go and teach, uh, the players um through defense first and then i'm able to go and teach the coaches that or help the coaches organize their practice plans uh in order to teach youth youth players so it's it's kind of it's kind of cool where uh where it's led me that's awesome mike and i'm like i mentioned before we, we talked it's awesome to see just how uh, you know, an NHL career, you figure, is a career-defining and you can, you know, retire off of it. But like you said, off the ice and post-career is just as important for yourself and your family to really stay active in, in you know, the youth hockey is awesome to hear. And uh, it's cool to hear that you went to Michigan State University. You know, I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan, low-key, not too high-key, low-key Michigan. I don't hear too much for them, but 
I'll, I'll have to pull for MSU uh, for you, in, especially in hockey, especially in hockey. Yeah, yeah, I know they they used to uh, they used to come and party at Michigan State down the road, we're an hour <laughs> away, but then they would go back to their library uh, after. So. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. And uh, you know, just looking at, you know along your career and and stuff like that, you started your professional career in, in Orlando actually at the Solar Bears, where you uh, won the championship uh, back in two thousand two thousand one with former NHL and Florida Panthers coach uh, Hordachuk, I believe it was. Um, yeah. So you started your career in Florida and, and to come back in Florida, you know, in, in 2011, uh, 2014 was was pretty cool to see you back. So uh, before we talk about Florida specifically, you played in an amazing era of hockey, just so many great teams. And in Atlanta, like you said, where you started Los Angeles, Vancouver, St. Louis, you played with some great guys along the career, just looking through the teams that you played with uh, uh, in your career. Guys like Danny Heatley, Ilya Kovalchuk in Atlanta, uh, in L.A., Luke Robitaille, Jeremy Roenick, a young Anze Kopitar, um, and then other players along the way. Were there any players at a younger age that you kind of looked up to or maybe wanted to like, you know, hey, they're they're working their butt off off the ice. I want to kind of be like that. Um, no, no, not so much the young guys. The one, the one thing that like a lot of people – a lot of people don't get a chance to kind of look around. They, they, they don't, they don't give it a second just to look around, see what where you're at. And mm-hmm. one of the, like I've, I've met, I've, I've learned a lot of key, amazing key, um, key things from, from playing and, and the hockey teaches you so much. I remember it with Orlando solar bears. I remember um, I went to training camp with Atlanta thrashers and Don Waddell ended up saying, he's just like, Hey, I want you all the rookies, I want you to go get a place. You're not going to be called up. You're going to get a place down the minors. You're going to learn how to be a professional. He's just like, look at the older guys and learn how to be a professional. I'm like, all right, perfect. So it's pretty cool. Todd Richards was one of one of the guys there. Um, it's it's kind of funny. He would have his Mountain Dew uh, in, in the back room, and he would just be – so everybody else was preparing, and he was there going and doing a stick, hanging out in the back room, doing his Mountain Dew and, and he, he would, he would have like three cans of Mountain Dew. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, so obviously I didn't pick that up from him, but um, it was, it was, it was really cool that first year to go in and be amongst some amazing individuals that, that, that was my first championship. That was my first taste of everything. Like being in Florida, living there was, was honestly my happy place being right by, uh, Mickey Mouse, five minutes from Mickey Mouse. Um, it was, um, it was, it was actually like really, really cool. Um, but there, there are so many lessons that that I that I had and in, in different things. Taking what I like from certain coaches, uh, Pete Horchuk, oh, amazing, amazing coach. Uh, Jim Hughes was the assistant coach there. Like he's a brilliant. Um, between him, um, uh, Jim Hughes and Brad Shaw, he was my assistant coach in in um would have been St. Louis two of the most amazing um forward thinking um uh basically uh defense minded almost more I- influencing coaches like they they basically taught me a different way of thinking a lot of stuff that I did myself but they made me realize what I was doing it was it was actually pretty amazing so um yeah like and and throughout this whole entire time it was 
just an amount, um, amazing journey because me being five nine back in when you had to be six foot, six foot, at least six feet to be a defenseman, um, right. was very very difficult, and I, I defied the odds. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, the, just the impact you had in Florida, like you said, just being an undersized guy and just being such a key part for Florida was was awesome to see in your in your career here. Um, uh, before we get to Florida, I just want to talk about one more team. Um, you mentioned St. Louis a little bit ago. You played with Keith Kachuk in those yeah. when you were in St. Louis. Uh, Florida just signed his son uh, last last year, Matthew. And uh, not sure if you remember anything about Keith and you know maybe any similarities you've seen from from Matthew in that game. Well, his his, his dad always used to be called. He always wanted to be called Walt. Yeah. Uh, so Walt always wanted. He's just like, hey guys, there's a there's a there's a party in front of the net. Come join me. Um, <laughs> because he was one of the guys that would always go to the front of the net. And it's funny his last. His last game, so it was the second last game of the season, um, and I remember him going to the front of the net, and he ended up getting a puck in the face, and it ended up going into the net, ricocheted. <laughs> so his last goal ever scored was actually getting <laughs> deflected off his face. Oh, um, but but it's funny after the game, um, everybody was uh, like, uh, he's just like, oh yeah, I gotta get stitch shops. We gotta go to flyway it was a away game and everybody's just like well, why are you even going he's just like yeah, why am i going so he ended up staying there retired that night yeah it's that's cool. awesome that's awesome that's awesome and uh hearing stories like that is, is always cool especially from your you mike so um yeah now jumping to florida you came uh, you were here for four years first couple years weren't the best Obviously, a team that was kind of rebuilding, and then you guys finally got to the edge in 2012. Uh, finally, got to the playoffs for in the Florida Panthers organization in such a long time. You were partnered with, I believe, it was Dmitry Kulikov at the time for a very long that whole season, um, and he actually just re-signed with Florida this uh, this week. So, I'm not sure if you remember anything about Cooley, you know, as a young oh, guy yeah. and and stuff like oh, that. I, you know, I, I totally do, but it, it's funny. One of the stories I remember in playoffs. Uh, it was against uh, uh, Jersey Devils. Yep. I, I remember all of a sudden um, uh, I scored in playoffs against uh, Brunner. Yeah. Game three. And, yeah. And, and, you, all and this, you pulled him. You pulled him. Well, he got pulled. And I was just like, oh, man. I'm like, <laughs> they must think that if Weaver could score on you, you're getting pulled. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I don't know if that's an insult or, uh, you know, just uh, – Oh my God! It was, it was funny. Yeah, it was it was some amazing people. Like, um, just like even uh, you know, like Brian McCabe. Like, I remember you know, obviously seeing yeah. him on the Leafs. Like, he was just uh, like we we had some amazing like Stephen Weiss. Um, and it's funny I had to go back uh, to all these uh, uh, people. Uh, just kind of just looking back at all the people that that I played with. It was it's kind of it, it. That's one of the biggest things of. Uh, uh, withdrawals of um retiring it's just like you're those are your, your your guys blood sweat and tears that you fought for um and you create uh obviously amazing relationships because you've gone to war with these guys so fast and it's so um so deep and that's that's one of the biggest things about retiring is the is the whole um uh just not being around the guys 
So that 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 was a big thing. But Florida, Florida was just like I I couldn't believe like like obviously like in Florida with the Panthers like it it's such an amazing building. It's such and I was just like, why are people going to this to the rink? And I'm like, well, there's so many more things to do, right? Like like it's it's nice outside all the time. Right. So, but then you see Tampa, what they, they built was pretty impressive and you could see it slowly coming with, with the uh, Panthers. And obviously I was rooting for them uh, in the last playoff run uh, because I really wanted them to win. All right. But it was, uh, they, yeah, they built an amazing team and hopefully, hopefully now um, there's, there's that big following of, of the Panthers that will never, will never, you know, dip anymore. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you said, Mike, just since you've gone, you know, I don't know if you've come back, but, you know, I started my kind of broadcasting, kind of following the team when you came to the Panthers in 2010 and just seeing the growth over the past, you know, 12, 13 years has just been incredible. And social media helps that as well. Just just so many different avenues to, to talk to people and just to grow the game. But going back to that game three, it's funny. I actually watched the replay of your goal not too long ago and watching it it looked like scotty upshaw tried to take the credit for it because he was the first one to skate through the line you know with the high five so i don't know what scotty was doing he was trying to rob oh. your goal there. oh yeah he always <laughs> oh, i always have to watch out for that guy but it's funny <laughs> it's funny i i ended up walking in to scotiabank pond which is a rink i have my hockey school at this morning just this I morning know. And Eric Gabranson was oh, really? right there, and he came right over. He's just like, I was hoping to see you. I saw these posters, <laughs> uh, these pop-up banners of Mike Weaver here, and so it's funny <laughs> we are exchanging numbers. But those That's are cool. the those are the amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's it kind of gets me teary, teary eyed sometimes because those are the guys that you know, like obviously you battle with. It's just it's very tough. A lot of a lot of fans don't realize what we go through. Um, the 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 pressures involved in the whole entire game I, near the end of my career, um, I started uh, getting. It, it was weird. My my face started swelling up. Like I really? like my left side started swelling up, and then all of a sudden I go to sleep and wake up. The other side started swelling up, and oh. and I thought it was I was allergic to something. I uh, my vision was kind of going in and out at certain times, um, and to be honest, it was all pressure. Um, that I was very good at holding it in, um, internalizing it, but it's, it's, it was very, 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 very tough. So, yeah, like you said, just the physicality of the game, but also the mental part off after the game and, you know, in between the game, just gotta be just crazy for sure. And and one more player I wanted to talk about, um, that was a young player at the time when you were here was Alexander Barkov, a rookie in 13, 14, We've seen the growth and the maturity in his game over the last decade or so. Not sure if you remember any interactions with Barky. He seems like a really quiet, you know, sit in the corner kind of guy while everyone's dancing, celebrating. So not sure if you saw that back back then as well. He was he kept himself alive. I I I saw the potential. Obviously, the one thing is is obviously having the size, right, and and be able to go to areas that normal uh, most people can't go to. Um, I tried to negotiate with him about future contracts that I would get a percentage of it. Um, he didn't fall for it. So, uh, <laughs> um, but Maybe a yeah, language he, barrier. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but it was, um, yeah, he's, he's a great leader. Um, somebody that you could obviously 
um, you know, get behind. And, 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 and that's one thing I find with Toronto. Like, honestly, that's why they fail here. It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy that they don't have a leader that is actually, it's almost like they, they, you almost have to, you almost have to build for playoffs. Um, and and understand that you're not you, you're not gonna you're not gonna win the regular season, but you're gonna win or you're gonna win the playoffs. Um, right. it, it, it's it's funny. It's it, I call the Leafs uh, uh, fans. I call them next year fans. They'll be good next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Florida got finally got a taste of that in the playoffs this year. I took yeah. care of them real good. So yeah, absolutely yeah. agree with you there. Um, yeah. yeah, and then last thing, I know you got traded from Florida in thirteen fourteen. Went to Montreal. You actually, you guys actually went on a pretty long run uh, when you went over there. Uh, I believe you guys lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to was it New York? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, uh, I remember that. Uh, we the I think I think our Stanley Cup was boss be, beating Boston Game Seven oh, yeah. in Boston. Um, mm, that's that right. Was, that was probably a big emotional um, kind of uh, peak, I think, for us. Uh, it obviously it, it it hurt us with with Price getting injured the following round. But Tukarski didn't didn't obviously hurt us by any means. Um, we just couldn't score. So right. I, I gotta say that it was, um, yeah, it was uh, amazing. Obviously, I love my time in Florida. Really miss it. Um, I, I, I would like to at some point make it back there and, and I would love to get a place there and, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, go there during the, when it's cold here, because being in Toronto, uh, if you don't ski, it is so cold here. <laughs> I just don't like it. Yeah. I can't imagine. I've been here all my whole life and I say, I'm, I've got warm blood in me always and forever for sure. So, uh, last question about Montreal. There, you like like I kind of mentioned before we talked. Um, you had an, a longer playoff run than I think you've had in your career. So, not sure if the Florida Panthers just had their longest run in a long time. So, um, comparing when your season ends in August compared to maybe at the end of May, you know, mid May, does that change any off season plans for you as far as hey, I've got a, less time for vacation and get back to my normal training schedule or Hey, I had a long run. I'm going to take the vacation I want, and then you know shorten the training for you personally. Yeah, well, I I had two runs. I my, my uh, the first uh, year when I was in the IHL, we won the Turner Cup, oh, and perfect. then the second year we we the IHL folded, and um, we ended up um, going from Orlando Solar Bears as the farm team for Atlanta Thrashers. We went Chicago. to Chicago Wolves uh, right. of the AHL. We won the Turner Cup. I'm uh, sorry, the the Calder Cup. So back to back years, yeah. Um, it kind of I think that almost shaped the way that I trained the rest of my career. Um, I took a little bit more off than most. Um, not not like like I, I went heavy lifting, but I but I got on a little bit later in in the conditioning part of it. So obviously, like I I used to take probably about a month off. Um, a a full basically doing light stuff but nothing too crazy right, right. and uh, just getting away from the game and, and and to be honest i think a lot of players a lot of players should actually go and figure out what they want to do post career a lot of a lot of a lot of players don't realize that it ends pretty quick um hockey uses you you got to use uh, hockey and a lot of players especially 
in the NHL, they don't realize that they everybody wants to follow on, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, nobody wants to follow you when you're an alumni. And uh, it, it's something that they're able to get through closed doors that most people can't. So being able to set themselves up for later and post-career is huge. Um, so that's one thing. I did, uh, I did a lot of social media with Twitter. I didn't really get on the Instagram until a little bit later. Uh, I wish I would have I did a little bit more um, just to go and set myself up a little bit later. But I did have coached them. I did have my hockey school. So both those have really helped me out a lot. And yeah, I enjoyed my career. I played a lot longer than I ever thought I would have. Um, played what, 633 games. I think it was a thousand, over a thousand games pro. So it's something that I, I'm um, I'm content where where I ended up um, going with it. Um, I, I basically was able to acquire every goal that I've ever set for myself. And yeah, it's just, I'm enjoying my life now. And at some point, we'd love to make it back to uh, uh, Florida for the Panthers game. Yeah, we'd love to have you. And if you're ever over there, I'll make sure to, to greet you and say hello. And it's awesome to, again, just hear your stories and everything like that. It's just been great. Uh, and I, again, thank you, Mike, for taking the time. And I wanted to ask one more thing. I know you posted on Instagram something about like, big hits and you had Brad Marchand highlighted on, on one of the hits from a post you made a while back. And I was looking at, you know, you're, you're you know, obviously, like you said, a smaller guy, but you were known for, uh, you know, reading the game well and, and seeing the puck. You didn't, like I saw an interview, you didn't really look at the puck. You looked at the player, which, you know, really was a you know staple of your game. And those big hits, I, I saw one for on Patrick Sharp, the one you had on Marshad Mar Mar yeah. and, and those battles, like you said, with Boston. I saw, I remember seeing one with uh, Milan Lucic, I think cross-checked you from behind. Uh, so yeah, your game was, was tailored perfectly, Mike. And, and, you know, a lot, I know a lot of fans are going to be excited to hear from you. And, uh, you know, you had a fantastic career, like you said, and, I guess my last question would be is as a defender, you always look to a goaltender. Was there any particular goaltender you played with that you said like, wow, like that's, that's the guy I want on, on my team, you know, when it's all said and done. Right. Well, I'm going to say, uh, you, I got to say price, Gary price. He was, yeah. uh, he was a uh, very, uh, uh, very down to earth goalie. Goalies are usually a little uh, out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, yeah, um, but he was—he's pretty down to earth. Like it was pretty cool. Like I remember um, getting to Montreal, and I was uh, there just getting to know the team and everything. And um, so I was—I was—it was a simple drill that it was like a morning skates, um, basically on the ice for like twenty minutes. Get off. So one of the drills was the four dumps it in, the D goes back behind the net. And the goalie sets it up and literally sets it up, leaves it behind the net. D goes and grabs it, passes it to the winger. Then they go, the winger goes down the ice, dumps it in, and then the defenseman goes on the far side. So it's literally going around in a circle. So anyways, I, I get to within five feet of Gary Price. He goes and throws it in my feet. So it's supposed to be like all simple. So I'm like trying to kick this puck up. I'm like, oh my God. So then I ended up like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? So anyways, he thought that was funny. So anyways, he started doing it again. So then <laughs> now there's all this commotion going like right behind the net. Um, and, and, you know, Tarion comes over the head coach and he's just like, Hey, we, he's just like, what's going on? Like, they just go and grab 
grab the puck and pass it up. Um, and that, that was the worst French accent ever. Um, <laughs> but but I'm just like, yeah, Price keeps on throwing in my feet. And, and then all of a sudden it turned into this funny thing that it was like tradition. So that was a worst because I knew every single time we did this drill, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going <laughs> to have to go and almost pull, pull a hamstring trying to trying to get these uh, pucks up. But, yeah, it was a, an amazing experience, especially in Montreal for that playoff run. Yeah. I would love to have been in, in – um, um, I was in a kind of a playoff run, but it was only for the first round. Um, so, yeah, I would have loved to have been in a longer run within Florida. It would have been magical. So. Yeah. Yeah, great story there, Mike. And like I said, if you guys want to check out Mike's companies and his organizations, he started coachthem.com and also defensefirst.com. So, Mike, appreciate the time. I know the Florida Panthers fans are going to love hearing you for again and, you know, all you did for Florida. And uh, like you said, you love being there. and We hope to see you there soon. And uh, just thank you again for spending some time with me. And, and I hope the fans enjoy listening to you, my friend. All right. Yeah. Sorry about the attire here. I don't know if you're going to show the video. I just <laughs> no, no. Working out, so we're good. No, yeah. The audio will sound great. The video just for me to, to introduce myself. So thank you All again, right. Mike. And I uh, hope to talk to you soon again, my friend. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I want to remind everyone that Canesware is the official shop of the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast, located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, Florida. They still have a sale going on for Florida Panthers apparel. You can stop by or check in online at caneswear.com and check out for 30% off Panthers Eastern Conference Championship apparel or Stanley Cup Finals merchandise. Commemorate the Panthers' amazing finals run and gear up for the upcoming season. You can follow them at Twitter at canes underscore wear, on Instagram at caneswear, or visit them, like I said, at their store, in Davie, Florida. Open seven days a week. Make sure to remind them that the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast sent you there. And a reminder, all online orders over $99 get free shipping in the United States. So make sure to swing by Canesware and tell them the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast and FLA Panthers FP sent you there. So thanks again to Mike Weaver, an amazing, amazing person, and I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, hope to hear from him soon again. If you guys aren't following him on Twitter and Instagram, I'm going to make sure to put that in the description. And of course, all of his companies that he's going with right now, I'm going to put those in the description with links as well. So again, thank you so much to Mike Weaver. It was an amazing time with him and, and wish him nothing but the best. So switching over to the draft, we knew that the Panthers have moved a lot of draft picks around the last few years uh, to battle for playoff positioning or to move some pieces to acquire some players like Matthew Kachuk and stuff like that. So not a lot of action that the Panthers were able to do at the draft this year. They did have a second round pick that they took a player named Grayson, Grayson Sachin Kirby. I think that's how we've been trying to pronounce it off air here. Yeah. I'm trying to find out if he's an Alberta boy or American or kind of dual citizen. I've been hearing conflicting reports on that, but yeah, it says he was born in Alberta, but I think it was saying he's playing representing the USA. So I don't and like part of their development program, maybe something. Yeah. Like that. Really strange situation. I'm seeing, you know, his nation is Canada, but I guess he's represented USA in some way. So uh, I don't know, but that's who the Panthers took in the second round. Uh, seems like a guy that has a lot of speed, a bit undersized at 5'11", um, but he's got some playmaking ability. They say he's very crafty. Uh, he's got some grit to him. So I know Kachuk, 
or I'm sorry, Bill Zito was alluding to how uh, they hope they can develop into, into a player like, not like a Chuck, but a guy that's got good skill, good speed, and a bit of a grit to his game. So I think he was projected on a lot of these um, pre-draft um, like projections uh, going early second round, maybe even a first rounder in some predictions, and the Panthers were able to get him in the late, I believe the second to last pick in the second round. So as far as that goes, I think the Panthers got a pretty good pretty good pick there in that second round. And then, you know, not too much that was left from the Panthers. They had some picks later on, but, you know, nothing that we really want to spend too much time on. Maybe when development camp uh, comes around, maybe some eyes or some years that pop up on some of these players we'll talk about. But, yeah, that was it for the for the draft. Really no trades or anything like that that the Panthers really did at the draft. So switching over to free agency where a lot of us, like we've said, Kirby and Ryan, that this was going to be a very important free agency for, for for Florida and pieces that they needed to beefing up with some money that they were able to get uh, by moving Huberdo and not committing to Uyghur and stuff like that. So Ryan, we'll start with you. I mean, you know, I don't know if you want me to start with some names or if you've got any player off the top of your head that you kind of, you know, maybe raise your ears or your eyebrows on like, Hey, you know, maybe that's a guy that we got for a pretty good price. That can be a good piece for us. Yeah. So this is, this is going to be from the, uh, trade that we did for Duclair and it's not like a, a flashy one but it's something that we need and it's Steven Lawrence so okay. is he is he a good hockey player no no he's probably not but Zito what I believe he did this offseason is go for players that are hard to play against and Steven Lawrence is 6'4 205 210 pounds so what I actually like about him is he had 133 hits I mean no one no one's going to be messing with us this year and uh, you know along with Mikola we got the big the big size um, he had 46 takeaways and only 15 giveaways, which is which is pretty nice for a fourth liner. So he's going to replace, you know, Stahl or White, either one. I don't know how they're going to, you know, do the lineup. Uh, he had he had 10 goals and nine assists. You know, you know, standard for the for the fourth line. Right. And something interesting I saw, like we're going analytics here, is his IPP, which is individual point percentage. So that's how percentage of points that he contributed to while on ice mm-hmm. his was 73.08 which is very high and that's pretty much the same as Carter Verhage and Tim Stutzel so like normally the you know the better goal scorers are are higher and the fourth liner would be lower but Lawrence ranked 55th in the league which is an even strength I don't know if that's a stat but yeah he's He's gonna add, you know, the grit we need. He's not scared of anyone, and he he can he can skate too. I mean, I've I've watched a couple YouTube videos on him. He's he, mm-hmm. you know he can do it all. He's not gonna be the most flashy, but it's something we need to replace. You know, the two uh, two fourth liners we lost. So that's what I got on him. Yeah, I think he was in Carolina before going to San Jose. So he's obviously had some you know pretty good play in Carolina before going to San Jose, and like you said, probably saw some elevated minutes on a team that wasn't particularly competing um so yeah i'm excited for him too uh, you know like we said duclair was part of that send off to san jose i know a lot of fans across uh twitter and instagram all over the place discord were a little bit bummed you know a lot of people that were happy about it a lot of people that were sad so kirby what are your thoughts and david on- one more david one more i think it's just like I don't know. Zito's trying to go away from like the run and gun. And that's like the perfect example. He got rid of like our speed guy mm-hmm. and, you know, went for, you know, the guy that's tough to play against. He's big and, and gritty. So. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Kirby, can you echo those thoughts? I think, you know, that's kind of what we've been alluding to the last few days. Yeah. Steven Lorenz back to that Peterborough connection. I know, uh, the Panthers have gone a lot there with Owen Tippett, um, Riley Stillman in the past. So that'd be interesting. And I, and like you mentioned there, David, I think it's a little bit of playoff experience there with Carolina and kind of a blueprint of what we saw in that Vegas series with that fourth line being big, bigger, uh, tougher to play against. Um, and Lorenz, he's also um, positioned at left wing center and right wing. So I think, I think uh, Maurice can move him around a little bit there in the lineup. And I know we'll get into a few uh, more of the additions, but I just wanted to mention um about Nico Mikola. I think this guy is already day one, uh, a more of a favorite player for me than Rako Gudis was upon his signing and Mark Stahl upon his sign. And mm. I think he's a little bit of a hybrid and a mix between the two guys. Um, You're not going to get that full Gudis, like bone jarring, crunching hits. And um, with Mark Stahl, kind of that veteran presence back there, who's looking just to block shots and clog a lot of lanes. I think um, Mikola at six foot four, what is he? Six foot four, about 185 pounds. He's a big boy and he's got a really long reach. They have him at 210, Kirby. 210? Yeah, oh, <laughs> okay, I'm looking off of cap friendly here at 185. So he's a tank. <laughs> yeah. And and again, he played uh, in St. Louis and moved over to the Rangers. His numbers are not going to pop off the charts, you know, around that 20, 30, uh, 20 point kind of 25 point type of defenseman. But um, another one of the left handed defensemen, which we're going to get into, which is Edel. Uh, fell in love with with all these signings and and deals um, on these left-handed defensemen. But I see him kind of slotting in when healthy, either with on an Ekblad pairing or a Monteur pairing. And I think he's going to be awesome for either one of those guys because he's going to be a stay-at-home defenseman. But I also saw him watching some of his film. He likes to jump up in the rush. He'll also go back door. So like Ekblad, when Ekblad's playing prime Ekblad on the power play five-on-five, Ekblad likes to do that kind of backdoor play and um, finish off uh, some goals on those type of looks. And I saw Nikola be able to do that. So again, I think he has a little bit more offense than what he has shown in the NHL, but we're going to need him to be that steadying force. I, I'm expecting him to play top pairing or middle pairing minutes. And again, Zito signed him on a three-year contract. I think at 2.5 million, the exact same contract that he signed Racco Gudis at uh, three summers ago. Mm -hmm. So this will be an interesting ad. I know a lot of our fans and we'll get into the players that are no longer here. Um, but I think a lot of fans are going to really love Mikola and what he will bring to the Panthers. Yeah. It's a player, like you said, that doesn't get necessarily much recognition on offense, but stays at home. And, you know, I know that when talking to you guys uh, before free agency, that's kind of what we were trying to maybe look for. Um, not really like a flashy guy, like, you know, Eric Carlson's names have been thrown around like Matt Dumba players that, you know, would take over some, some spots like Forsling and Montour that already kind of, solidify that offensive defenseman game so yeah i think you guys hit the nail on the head on mikola just a big guy uh from finland so it'll have some you know connections with with lundell and lister ryan and, and barkov and stuff like that so i'm sure he'll come in and, and fit right in with the guys uh, i heard he's friends with what Lusto. i said i think he's friends with lusto someone said uh really Sorry, Kirby, what did I say about uh, what I wanted us to get this offseason for a defenseman? I gave you – I wanted around like 100 hits and 100 block shots. Yep. And Mikola does both, and he's big. So I think I think that's going to be a great addition, one of the most underrated that we're probably going to have this offseason. And, Ryan, he adds length – just quickly, he adds length to the Panthers. I know people think, like, Gudis is big and opposing. Gudis is only like uh, six foot. Like yeah. Nikola six four yeah. with almost like a reach of like a six foot six six foot seven guy. Mm. Like yeah. he takes him up and Rakor, a lot of space. Him and Rakor are like the same weight, but he's got Nico's got four inches. 
on yeah, him. And, you know, and I bet that wingspan is a big focus. difference. Sounds too. like me on Ryan. You being a basketball oh. coach, I look at that wingspan. Oh, wow. What did think... you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> we'll measure our wingspans, who is the longest of us three. You know? Yeah, we're talking wingspans for sure. Okay, so more signings the Panthers had. It wasn't just a few. I mean, they had signings everywhere that first day. I mean, we got players like Lucas Carlson signed. Uh, Gregory Denisenko. I know Ryan's not too fond of that, signing him to a one-year or a two-year one-way contract. We've got Kevin Stentland, who was in Winnipeg. They signed him for one year. Mike Riley, who was with the Boston organization, uh, another one-year, $1 million guy. Anthony Stolars, who's a goaltender that I believe was last in Anaheim, I think it was. Because um, uh, we saw Alex Lyon was, went to Detroit, so we needed a backup uh, in the event that Spencer Knight wasn't signed. Uh, and the other big one that was signed on the first day was Oliver ekman Larson, kind of a guy that was bought out by Vancouver, didn't really have a place to go after that, but I'm sure a lot of teams were calling on him, and he chose Florida. And Zito said that he was determined. He's like, I don't care about the beach. I don't care about the sun. I'm just here to win. So the Panthers signed him to a one-year, $2.25 million contract. I think where do you guys see him fitting in? Where do you guys see him fitting in? I know it's early, but he's one of the guys I think we need to talk about what he's going to bring to the team. I don't know who's healthy, Kirby. I'm not, I don't know who's going to be ready. If if Montour is going to be missing the first month, if Ekblad is going to be missing maybe two or three months, you know, do I see him as the main guy, you know, starting with Forsling up there? Probably, yes. Power play one quarterback, which I said on spaces. Now, now Panthers beat writers are writing that into their articles. Yeah, I mean, you probably you probably are going to see that he has you know previous successful power play experience when he was in Arizona, not too much in Vancouver, but yeah, I mean, he's got the pedigree to be an offensive type of guy that can help you on the power play. So if I had to place my bet on who would be PP one quarterback uh, opening night, if Montour and Ekblad aren't there, then yeah, I'll I'll say Ekman Larson for sure, five on five and stuff like that. I'm not too sure, but. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that one. I think, you know, obviously he was tied into a big deal before that kind of, you know, threw his name under the bus, getting paid so much, but at 2.25 for one year, I'm not going to complain on that. Give him a David, shot. The, the Canucks are paying him for eight more years. <laughs> yeah, I know. Give him a shot here and then see what happens going into next year. Um, and one guy I didn't talk about my boy. I've been talking about him for years now, Kirby and Ryan, you know, our boy Dmitry Kulikov is back. I saw him last Tuesday at the ice den. He's always here during the summer um, at the ice den with his son and his family. He lives, I think, uh, over in Boca Raton. And Zito had said he came to us and was really eager to play for us. So I'm excited for Cooley, Cooley times too. I know Mike Weaver talked about him a little bit. Uh, he played with him in in uh, Florida during his first go around. So I'm excited for Cooley. I'm excited to see where he slots in uh, opening night. If he's on that first pairing or the second pairing, he's jumped around a lot the last few years since he left Florida, Anaheim, Winnipeg, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pittsburgh. I mean, the list can go on and on on Cooley. So, David, I think first pairing because he can play the right side. So I'm like, yeah. Kulikov might play first pairing minutes. Like, <laughs> my mind is blowing. I Not mean, for I, long. He played I, with Cam Fowler on the top oh, pairing. I think yeah, in Anaheim. He, yeah, he played with Cam Fowler. And, yeah, he oh. played with some pretty good guys along the way. Maybe Forsling and Cooley or something. Yeah. Kirby, yeah. we saw him two years ago at uh, at Top Golf as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
Was it? I think it was before COVID. Run. I think it was before COVID. Ryan. Yeah, maybe it was before COVID. Yeah, it was. Time flies now. It's probably like four Jeez. years now. <laughs> but yeah, we saw him at Top Golf not too long ago, and like I said, post the picture. Every I will. I will. I'll post. David it was on Spaces when the Kulikov signing happened, and David was pretty <laughs> giddy to say the least. So, yeah, but there I, for people that haven't come over to the Twitter Spaces. I've yet. been waiting for him. I've been waiting for him to. To come back here. So excited to see his second go here in South Florida. And then uh first day wrapped up. And like we said, that Duclair trade kind of happened late into that first day. And we were like, well, you know, what's gonna be the retaliatory move uh, you know, to replace Duclair? And we saw it less than 12, maybe 16 hours later. Evan Rodriguez was signed to a four-year, 12 million dollar deal. Um, Brian, I know. You know, we talked about it real quick when we saw the news. Uh, excited for him. Um, a guy that's kind of been underrated and underpaid throughout his career. And to be here for four years, I think that'll give him a little bit of comfort. And I'm hoping to see good things from him from the start. So not sure what you think on Evan and, and what he can do in, in Florida. Yeah, I mean, another player that I think Bill went after that's really, you know, tougher to play against. I mean, he's not going to wow you or anything, but, you know, he could put up 15, 20 goals, hopefully for us. I mean, I saw he's good on the power play. He's got that sniper that we were missing. So, I mean, that's that's a huge element of the power play that we've been missing for a few years. We don't have that, you know, like sniper. And I don't even know if he's a sniper, but I see people talking about it. I saw a couple of videos. So, yeah, hopefully he can help the power play do a little dirty work and, you know, kind of solidify that top six and, get you know where if he i believe most likely he'll be on you know with kachuk and bennett but if not hopefully he can help barkov out so he'll he'll definitely be in the top six for sure so that's a big addition for us and hopefully it works out all four years yeah kirby what are your thoughts on evan and, and what he can do for the panthers um on opening night right away yeah i tweeted something out on him because i saw from the highlights ryan when i was watching him i was like Wow, he scores on areas of the ice that, one, the Panther players don't do, and two, we refuse to shoot the puck from. So kind of that high circle, even off the boards on really sharp angles, um, a very – I'm not going to go as far as calling him a power play specialist or, or, or finisher, but I think he can fill that hole that we're struggling to do with the likes of Verhage and Bennett, and sometimes when we play that two defensive system with Ekblad. So I think – He's going to be able to finish there, and it's going to keep teams honest because as we went along in the playoffs, especially against Vegas, they knew that bumper play with Reinhardt and Kachuk. So I think Rodriguez, not only five on five, but um, on the power play, is going to create uh, space and separation for his line mates and uh, fellow forwards. And I think with him as well, like I said, I have him on the second line right now. It's still early, but with Ben and Kachuk. But if he plays on that top line with Barkoff, Rodriguez has played on Crosby's wing and Nathan McKinnon's wing. And, you know, I put Barkov right up there at the top three to five centers in the NHL in the NHL. So Rodriguez is used to playing with those players. Um, Ryan, you mentioned 15 to 20 goal score, but 19 and 16 the past couple of years, I think he can get up towards 25 on um, mm. playing with the Panthers, especially if he's given that power play time. We saw Reinhardt score 16 power play goals over the last two seasons. Um, I can see Rodriguez kind of hitting that. I don't know, eight, nine, 10 mark on the power play. And then if he's on that top six unit, he's going to be playing with a lot of talented players to be able to contribute, uh, especially offensively. And again, David, he's a Zito guy that plays in uh, both ends of the rink. So uh, he kind of fits this team system and mold. And I don't think, I think teams have valued him, but it's always in a cap system. There's guys that get squeezed out. We saw that now right. with Duclair. 
I think that's happened with Rodriguez. So now that um, Zito has signed him to this contract, I think he's hopefully he'll find a home here in Florida. Yeah, I think you guys hit the nail head on Rodriguez. He's a guy that can play offense, defense, or power play, and gives you a real versatile player that at a relatively cheap price for especially at a time where the cap is just so restraining on so many teams. Um, like like we said, we lost players like Gudis, who got pretty good money in, in Anaheim. We lost um, the Stahl brothers. Mark Stahl signed with Philadelphia to a one-year deal, got a pretty nice pay raise, rewarded him for playing over a hundred games in Florida. So he'll be in Philly. I uh, haven't heard from Eric Stahl, Colin White kind of is floating around there. So some of these guys that were UFAs or RFAs, I know Giovanni Smith went over to San Jose. So there's going to be a lot of new faces that uh, are going to be in that opening night lineup, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll grade what Zito did in just a few minutes, but I want to make sure we get uh, our fans here. And their their say as well. So uh, after this quick break, we're gonna come back and share our thoughts um, on the grades that we're gonna give Zito, and then some read off some of the comments that you guys sent to us uh, as far as who you guys liked as a signing. So we'll be right back. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. Bet just five dollars to score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right, so I asked a few days ago, what grade would you guys give Bill Zito and his staff so far this offseason, including the draft, free agency, slash signings, and trades? And across Instagram and Twitter, we got about 4,000 votes from both platforms, and pretty much both were the same. Uh, F was kind of like 2%. C grade was about 15%. B, which won the vote, it was about 65%, and then an A grade got the rest at about 15 to 14%. So the fans graded them around a B across all the draft and, and free agency. And I know we talked about uh, this off-air, guys. We kind of agreed with them. Would you say I think you know, there was no big name or a big splash or a big trade that kind of blew you off your feet just yet? You know, We, we knew the Kachuk trade happened after the first few days, but – no real trade or anything like that. That was like, wow, like that's, that's a monumental move. So I just feel like everyone was like, he did what he needed to do with the money and, and you know, we'll see what happens kind of thing. Um, so not sure if you guys want to throw in something before I go off to the fans comments. There, I'll give them an A. An A. Okay. Why? Oh, really? Okay. Why? Cause I mean, we, we lost like the, like the only, I, I hate to say this, but the only player that was, you know, worth, much was Gudis and then maybe, you know, Eric Stahl. Other than that, you know, those players are replaceable. I think we got better. So if you get better, I would say, you know, that's an A, that's an A off season. I mean, we're tougher to play against. I mean, we still have the same team, you know, and I don't like spending a lot of big money on free agency since what that doesn't work out that often, you know, when you spent, you know, yeah, maybe we could have spent, you know, 7 million on one player or whatever we had, but then the rest of the roster has holes. So I think, Zito plugged those holes the best he possibly could. Maybe, you know, could have got different players, but 
I, overall, I think it was a it was a solid off season for us. So I'm not I'm feeling pretty good heading into this season. You know, of course, if without Kachuk, Ekblad and Montour will be tough. But if we had the full roster, I mean, I'm feeling really good about this team. So I'm I'm gonna give him an A A minus A minus there. Mm-hmm. Talking to Ryan so my on my boy Bill. Yeah, your boy Bill. Talking to Ryan on space is a little um, surprised to hear that grade. But I, uh, something that Ryan echoed on our July 1st spaces was that you don't want to spend silly money or stupid money. And I think that unfortunately for fans that don't want to hear it, that's where Racco Gudis falls into that category. And we've been saying since January or February within our community, he's going to be looking for that three, three, five, four million dollar contract. And fans that really supported Gudis said, you know, he wants to stay with the Panthers and play for a contender and take a shorter term deal. I was like, no, this is his last chance to kind of cash in. And you don't want the Panthers to kind of sign up for that. And you mentioned that too, David, um, on July 1st on Spaces. So again, that's where I agree with Ryan. It brings that grade up. It's not necessarily who you brought in, but that you didn't spend money there. Because again, we're going to go through it all summer long and into next season. The Reinhardt deal extension, the the Monteur, the Forsling, um, Bennett Verhage a little bit further down the road. They decided on Duclair that they were not bringing him back. Um, so they traded him while they could. So I think Zito still is cooking something for a trade or two, whether it happens this summer during the season or next off season, because he doesn't want all those contracts to extend into next summer, because then that takes away your attention, um, David, on the free agent market. Right. And when there's names like Devon Taves out there, you need to lock in which guys you want now and decide which guys you're moving out in trades. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that balance and stability there by Zito. I'll give him a B so far, but I still don't think he's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very good points there, especially considering just how many guys we have to think about going into next year, whether you want to take care of them now, or like you said, uh, a few weeks into before the season, maybe when they come back from their vacation, sit down with them one on one when they're finally back and see what they can do. I know there's a big a big wedding happening over the weekend with Reinhardt, so a lot of players are in Cali. So maybe when that honeymoon phase is done, uh, they can get down to business on maybe an extension for Reinhardt or something like that. So yeah, like you guys said, just not tying into Gudis, you know, into a contract a contract that might you know, lose someone in the future, you know, I guess makes a lot of sense, you know, and Ryan and, and Kirby's points there for sure. So, um, yeah. And I asked you guys on Instagram, shout out to the Instagram family. I have a lot of responses on Instagram, just on who they thought was their favorite signing, uh, after day two. So this includes Rodriguez. Um, so I'm going to read off some of the, some of the good ones here. Uh, I'm going to go with Jonathan, uh, Goatee, he was he was actually Jonathan was at game seven of the Boston Bruins game uh in the first round. So shout out to Jonathan. He's a great, great follower of ours. He says, Time will tell. At first glance, nothing really stood out to me, but in Zito, we must trust. So Jonathan, no one really stood out to him, but he still trusts in Zito. We've got Patrick, he said Rodriguez, Sam Collectibles said Evan Rodriguez, um Yeladine. Yell Adlin Eli said none. Sadly, none losing Duclair stinks. Austin, Texas says, I have a good feeling about Mikula. So good read there from Austin. Panther Muscle Fan. You know Panther Muscle Fan, right, Ryan? Ryan? He doesn't know Panther Muscle Fan. Oh, the guy that gets all the airtime on TV there? Yeah, he's got the muscles. Yeah, yeah, he gets a lot of Canadian Yeah, yeah, I I know who he is. I know who he is. He was sleeping. Ryan was sleeping. I was practicing my golf swing real (laughs) (laughs) I knew he was. You're chipping, Ryan, or putting right now? 
I'm getting my steps. I'm just, you know, taking, getting some wedge, some practice on the wedge. Ready for that Disney golf trip, right? Everyone can do a meet and greet with Ryan down there. He'll let you know where he's meeting at restaurant or bars, northern Florida area. Here we go again, Ryan, with Kirby being our secretary. I know. People are asking me in the offseason if we need to do these get-togethers. I'm like, man, guys, I'm up here in Canada. I'll try to organize stuff, but do my best. Yeah, muscle fans did Rodriguez, Sebastian said Rodriguez, uh, Captain Bob says me, I can't skate, ha ha ha. Clayton, our good friend Clayton Mod in the Discord said Evan Rodriguez and Dmitry Kulikov. We have uh, Loman Elite Hockey Incorporated so said Oliver Ekman Larson. Sir Mikey Dub said Oliver Ekman Larson. A1 Realtor said Larson. Alex said Ar- Carl um, Larson. Phil Gajo said Larson. We had Balutis said Nico Mikola for si- defensive size and speed for a good price for a few years. Uh, Merton Hurricane said O'Reilly. Right. Or, uh, Kirby. Riley? Yeah. Like that, Riley? Like, I, I, I wanted to mention earlier there, David. I just, he's moved around a lot with Boston, Ottawa, Montreal, but I could find tape on him on every team in the highlights and things that he does well. He's a really good skater. He's a guy that I think Zito, the Panthers, like because he initiates and jumps up in the rush. Mm-hmm. And um, I know the analytics community is really big on him, but I think he can potentially fill a stopgap in that top four. He might be able to play right side if we have to. But again, another left-handed defenseman. So it'll be intriguing. He's got a little bit of size. He kind of plays like that Forsling style, not really physical. Mm-hmm. But um, good skater, jumps up, could add maybe a little bit of offense. And I think we'll be a key five-on-five guy again. We'll see who he's paired with. Yeah, I've heard a pretty good, a lot of good things with with O'Reilly. He hasn't had, he didn't really have much an opportunity in Boston. So hopefully, it can be another revival project that we have in the works here. Uh, Brendan, good follower. Brendan said Evan Rodriguez by a mile, one of the most versatile two way free agents available, and great AAV too. So right on the money with Brendan. We have a lot of Rodriguez. That Florida boy said Rodriguez. King Spencer said Rodriguez. Uh, Ikai said Rodriguez and Kulikov. Ryan's boy, Mike Carell, said Cooley. Love Cooley. Uh, we've got more E-Rods. E-Rods, Captain Kyle, Evan Rodriguez, and Mike Riley. Forbes Holt said Mikula. FLA Break said, got to be Rodriguez. Perfect fit for this team all around. And he has term. Um, yeah, a lot of Mikulas, Rodriguez. One someone said, hasn't happened yet. So Klein, Jared, still waiting for a move, like Kirby said. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got probably another 15 more. Oh, Casey. Shout out to Casey in our Discord. Said Evan Rodriguez, I called it the day before the signing as I thought he'd be a perfect fit. She did say that, Kirby. Casey called the Rodriguez the did. signing. And then uh, Buzz from our Spaces community called the OEL signing. Oh, called okay. Larson. Okay. Yeah. And then we have RPM Concerts. You're going to like this one, Kirby. He said the, the best trade hasn't happened yet. It should. This episode should be delayed. Because it's going to be either Carlson or Hannafin. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah, so I've got things sure. to say about Eric Carlson. I'll hold off on that. But if it does happen, we'll go live on Space. That's true. That will be a memorable one. Different in the memorable sense than the Kachuk one last summer, but it will be memorable. <laughs> and then to wrap some of these up, we have this Panther fan said so definitely Evan Rodriguez or Mikula. Both are solid players who will mesh nicely. Um, James Official said, Nico Mikula, I watched him grow back in Finland on my hometown team. So oh. pretty, yeah, really nice from James. I'd like some insight there. Message me on that. Yeah, and then last one we'll, I'll go with here was Homegrowns, says Oliver Ekman-Larsen. I think he got he will get back to being a solid defenseman. 
So shout out to you guys a lot. I mean, I could probably go on for another five minutes on these comments. So David, what's your grade? Because last summer, and I'll probably post the clip again this summer, you and I had a critical eye on Zito and said, this is the summer where we're going to evaluate and judge him. Summer's not over, but like, where are you at with this right now? Yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, I think, like I said at the beginning, what they were able to do in the draft, I mean, uh, there was no real splash to be done or, you know, no trade done at the at the draft to maybe move up or anything like that. But I think overall they did pretty good as far as getting what they could, you know, the draft I'll give them for, you know, a B minus for what they could. And then free agency. I mean, you guys touched on it. I think we added some pieces that I hope can help us in that um, in those holes that I feel like we, we needed to patch up. And if that works out, then we're going to look back and be like, wow, those free agents were a B plus a, a minus kind of grade. So I'm going to be like what you guys around a B plus, maybe a, a low A minus, like a 90 grade, um, just as far as what he can do and what he could get, not overpaying on, on some of these guys that, you know, are still to be determined, like a Tarasenko that's still out there and a Patrick Kane, you know, see what they, you know, what their AAV is going to be looking like, especially like we said, where a lot of teams are really constrained on the cap where they have to sign these guys to one year deals um, like Bertuzzi and, and Duchesne. And guys like that that you expect to be making mega money uh, are only signed to one-year deals. It's, it's kind of weird, but, you know, that's... Other teams were cash-strapped too, right, David? And then that's... Everyone the thing except Toronto, apparently. Yeah, except Toronto. <laughs> but all these injuries that we have to deal with right now and then the cap not going up like Zito thought. And like Ryan mentioned earlier too, we got to value the players that we have and work that into the situation where you don't want to be handcuffed moving forward with these extensions and deals you have to make. So I think you have to consider all that. Some fans aren't that are giving like a C or a D grade level. But mm -hmm. if you can kind of step back and look at it that way, it's not making excuses for Zito. It's just the framework and kind of the landscape of the NHL right now this summer. Yeah. The yeah, Caps yeah. got a budget, so yeah, we need it to move next for this next, next off season. Got to go up a couple million, million next for summer, right? So yeah, I think the projection is it's going to go from eighty-two million to about eighty-seven and a half, or I'm sorry, from eighty-three uh, to eighty-seven. So about a four uh, four million dollar increase next year, and then they're saying another four or five million dollar increase the year after that. So, David, that's that be one good player. That's one good player yep. or two so-so players. Like that's a mm -hmm. lot to yeah. You know, that's your and Money. For what we have to re-sign, I mean, that's for next summer. That's a that's a big one. That's in that's one extension there, you know, for mm -hmm. most of their, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's big. Absolutely, that. absolutely. And you know, we've got contracts that, that we've said that are expiring. You got the Bob soon. money. You got the night money. Yeah, that's fourteen and a half million dollars on your goalies. Yeah, fifty percent more than a lot of other teams. Oh, are. Yeah, absolutely. And we're seeing that the NHL is turning into you know a two goalie system in, in some in, in some instances. So. We're really going to need Knight to step up, you know, wherever he is mentally and physically going into next year. You know, we'll probably talk about that you know, over the next few months when when we're getting closer to, to camp and stuff like that as far as, you know, where we expect Knight. But sounds like he'll be ready to go, especially, or, you know, whether that's professionally in the NHL or in the AHL to be determined, but it sounds like he'll be ready to go. And then, uh, you know, talking about players that won't be here next year, Patrick Hornquist officially announces retirement. Uh, we know he battled some concussions throughout this past season that hindered him from returning back into the lineup uh, come playoff time. So we wish nothing but the best from Hornquist. I, I hope the Panthers can bring him back in some sort of organizational position to still be around the team, like players like Roberto Luongo, Brian McCabe, 
Gregory Campbell that are still in the organization, you know, helping out Zito or or whatever it may case be. So I hope that Hornquist can come back. I mean, he had a very successful career. I mean, one of the best uh, enforcers, not necessarily an enforcer, but a guy that gets under your skin the last 10 years and and can still produce on the power play and stuff like that. So, you know, wishing nothing but the best for Hornquist and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's kind of our recap on what's happened in the last few weeks. You know, it's good to be back, guys, and, and chat with you guys. It's always been fun. And to have Mike Weger in our first kind of episode of the second season was awesome. And, you know, I know Ryan, uh, I know you, we missed your losers of the week, especially when we were talking about the playoffs, just so serious, and so so intense, you know, moments that we really couldn't really have much time for fun. So with the summer here and, and stuff like that, I hope we can get back to your losers of the week. and. All right, I'll give you one. And with football or and, and football coming back, you know, we've got some uh, Kirby Cowboy stuff to maybe talk about in the next Yeah, well, don't be a loser. But I got one for today. <laughs> Ryan might have one for Yeah, you do, Ryan. And oh, David has a surprise for us today. Uh, yeah, I got a yeah, for Kirby. I'll do the losers of the week real quick. So it's really sad I have to do this. But my loser of the week is, is going to be the Florida Panthers ticket office. I mean – I've been calling these guys, you know, we get we get made fun of for how many people are in the stands, blah, 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 which which this doesn't affect because I go to a lot of the games, whatever. But I'm trying to buy two season tickets here, you know. So, I mean, I'm calling them. I've called them three different days and like six or seven times. And just I, I can't get an answer. I think the the rep that I talked to like a month and a half ago is gone because his phone lines disconnected. I mean, they're not. <laughs> they didn't want they didn't want to call me so but i didn't want to do this to them because it's it's not it's not a good look for them but yeah just they're the losers of the week for not wanting to sell tickets to me it's really sad because a lot of people won't try as hard as i as i do to get panthers tickets you know like the casuals are going to be like hey, whatever so yep. losers ryan are you trying to get closer to david in the rink or he wants you on the other side of the rink or <laughs> well, he want where he wants me this is sad <laughs> and, and, and i want to add i heard this off the air from ryan a little bit earlier and he was saying that in the discord i think or messaging me and you know in up here in canada during the summer I, i'll call the peterborough Pete's and the ontario hockey league or the medicine hat tigers and the whl when i'm in those cities i call up the ticket office i'm like can you guys open up the rink for my brother and i oh for sure we'll tour you around you come into the team shop all that type of stuff so yeah night and day difference um hopefully the this is Panther a big league kirby the ticket office. <laughs> this is the what? big leagues. Hey, <laughs> let, no let me OA tell you. Show. Let me tell you. You know, some of these teams in the Ontario Hockey League, like the London Knights, they probably operate better team. than some NHL teams. I'm just saying. You're probably you're probably not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always got. I've always got a season or a seat for Ryan if ever he needs a, a spot. So, uh, yep. I'll I, I think I'll give you my guy's number, Ryan. Uh, maybe my boy Jordan can hook you up. So, if if, right. if a few days go by and you still don't get a call, I'll hit you. I'll hit you up with Jordan. He he's a pretty good okay. guy. Uh, he's taken care of us the last few seasons. <laughs> and um, yeah, Kirby's gonna like this. I I haven't mentioned this to anybody. <laughs> Uh, I told him that I have a cool story or, you know, he's going to like this. I don't know where this came from Kirby, but for some reason, you know, I have, I have my son, James, right? <laughs> uh, my son, my son has become something that I wish was not possible. Kirby. 
Oh, I think I might know where this is going, and I have no clue. And I have no idea where this came from. He must have been listening to the podcast all fall or something like that. And for some reason, Kirby... I'm getting excited. If this isn't it, it's going to be a letdown, but I'm getting excited. My son likes the Cowboys. Yes! The Panthers-Cowboy Nation is growing? Is that what you're saying, David? Like... He bought, he made me buy him one of those mini helmets, you know, those. Oh, oh yeah. He like wanted a, beautiful a hat. chrome one, like a beautiful chrome silver yeah. one. Oh my goodness. On, Where are my keys? I'm coming over to talk to this little kid. I'm waking him up. This uh, is that. We went to the, we went to Sawgrass Mall over the weekend. He was like, daddy, daddy, I want this hat. And you know, okay, which hat would you like? You know, son. And he's like, this Cowboys hat. I'm like, what? What does he like the star or? I guess he likes the star. I guess it's hypnotized him like a hypnotized Kirby. No, I'm going to tell you what the problem is because I said something to David this week and I didn't know he was going here with this at all. But I said, David, your Dallas Cowboys folder on your phone might be as big as your Panthers folder because David is always (laughs) trolling me in DMs. I tell Cowboys Nation with all these memes and gifts. So he probably gave James a phone in the back seat when they were traveling one time to play a game and he just went through his dad's photo and there was Cowboys gift, Cowboys meme, Cowboys gift. And he probably just (laughs) fell in love to us might be your fault david it might be it might be like i said he may be listening to the podcast and heard kirby saying cowboys nation cowboys nation and oh yeah like i say it so many times and something like that so maybe he's popping in those spaces uh that you are so secretive (laughs) to us right (laughs) shout out to cowboys uh panthers nation showing up strong in spaces when david was in there uh big c's um shout out to you hope your health's getting better did not invite him was nice to see him come by and cowboys nation strong yeah, for some reason. So I caved in. I said, I'm not getting a hat, but I'll give you those little collectible, you know, mini helmets. So mm-hmm. he's got it around the house and I'm seeing it every day, Kirby. And, and for some reason, <laughs> he's a big cow. I try to show him, a, you know, here's the Dolphins hat. No, I went to Cowboys. I'm <laughs> well, I know when eventually I get down there one day, I'll be packing a few presents. So. <laughs> turn on the turn on Tony Romo dropping the dropping the. the hey, holes, relax, right? relax. Turn on some highlights. Tony Romo's former he won't teammate. be a fan. See, he gets bashed so much. Tony Romo's former teammate lived between me and my brother. And if anyone doesn't know this, my brother is an Eagles fan. And he played with Tony Romo in college. And they won a uh, Division II national championship there. So all this Romo is not a winner and a loser stuff, Ryan. is. I think he's good, Kirby. I think he yeah, was a good quarterback. Okay. I think he lost his fastball in the booth, though. <laughs> he's the hot Maybe man on the that back of it i used to always get criticized when i said about roberto luongo and tony romo they have greatness in them two guys that never won uh you know the championship but had mm-hmm. won titles in other places so you know with whether it be the olympics or or college so yeah so i figured i'd i'd, I'd get i'd make kirby's night by uh sharing that story here on the podcast. <laughs> i had a feeling where you're going there and you kept that a secret for a while <laughs> I was gonna send you a picture, but I'm like, no, I'll wait for the podcast to share with them. Too. I'm pretty excited now. I won't excited. get too excited because kids kind of change teams when they're younger, and you're probably gonna try to do that. But uh, he has they're to. a brand team, to. so when you get when you get someone their hooks into the Cowboys, you don't usually leave. Very loyal fan base. Very yeah. Loyal. Oh, please. I'll get him a I'll get him a Christmas uh, Dolphins jersey, maybe a a, a Waddle <laughs> or a, a Tyreek, or maybe even um, a Ramsey one. I know Ryan Ryan's got his eye on a Ramsey one. James just better not go the other way. James better not go the other way and become a Yankees or Lakers or Maple Leafs. No, no, no. I mean the Cowboys is just as bad, but yeah, it's it's bad. But he's not. He doesn't really watch too much baseball. It's we're watching hockey highlights because we have hockey withdrawals right now. So every every dinner we're watching hockey highlights. So (laughs) and I'm I want to go back to something Kirby said when we were chatting a little while ago. He said 
when I make the trip down, Kirby? Oh, when man. when are you when, when is it? Well, man, what's the plan? Two, put me on the spot. Maybe like in two. two seasons from season opener. I'm thinking between October and December. I'm not sure about this year, but the following season of mm. of 2024. Yeah. 2025 and, and where there's where there's a three four five game homestand because everyone has been asking me so much since i've been hosting yeah. spaces and things like that people are actually coming up to canada now and traveling up here i'm being like a tour guide on that behalf so some <laughs> people have come up here to bc and alberta and you know so if anyone's looking to travel through canada i can give yeah. them some information too, all across canada and kind yeah. of where you would want to go and where you'd want to see because i know i'd have a lot of tour guides down there when i get down there ryan we need to add tour guide to kirby's uh resume because he's a tutor he's a speech therapist he's got a teach you how to teach and zitos how to do the press conferences yep. you know, got, if you guys can get me some rocks and gem shows down there I'll come look host, uh you know he, he does his <laughs> what do you do the shows kirby and... that rock and gem i can get Get me down there if there's some that man of many trades, man of many trades, tour oh. guide. Now we get out of tour guide. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that tour guide thing was coming, you know, but uh, I guess I gave good advice. I think it was to Rosanna, she loved Canada when she came up. Okay, here. our girl Rosanna is always looking to hit up Kirby and Banff. I should have Banff, right? Yeah, Banff and Camar. She spent time in uh, Victoria, which is Vancouver Island, and in British yeah. Columbia as well. So, okay. but yeah, I've got all the if you're looking at Maritimes, Ontario. Um, probably okay. skip some of the parts of the prairies, you know, probably yeah. not go through there. And we got to add chef, chef, chef Kirby in there too. He's always cooking during spaces. So yeah, uh, chef yep. tour guide. He's, he's a man of many trades ladies. So hit well, up our Kirby. food community is growing on discord there and as well, the video game stuff. So I don't know oh, yeah. if David's, we're talking about Zito cooking stuff, but David might be cooking some stuff. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've got now with this threads, Kirby, it's, Twitter's in trouble. I haven't seen it for a few <laughs> I'm weeks. not, what's this threads thing? I'm not coming over there till they have a space. They're going to have thread spaces, Ryan. What's going to happen? We gotta, we gotta... Oh, he's done. He's we're done. Gonna... <laughs> well, there'll be a replacement for me. Okay. <laughs> might, I'll uh... pop in there on an anonymous account. I'll be Kevin Durant. We you know who need... eats good every single meal they have? Hmm. Lex. Yeah, Lex. She's, yep. Lex. she's in Canada right now. She's in Montreal. She's the food Kirby, pick. it doesn't matter. LA, Canada. On, on Instagram, she's posting like five, five star meals every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's the food Crazy. picks. Food picks of the Discord queen, we can mm-hmm. say. I'm, I'm looking I, I've at been top the- of the class on some Discord communities for the food uh, channels, but not for ours. Like Lex. Yeah, Lex takes, and- yeah, yeah. Lex takes the cake. She's got that LA food all the time. David tries to compete with that when he goes out for a nice dinner. Oh. I'm like, did you cook this or did you make this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was at the Capitol Grill the other night. I wanted to take a picture of my steak, but I knew it was going to be topped by Lex, so I figured best not to. So. <laughs> yeah. Discord's uh, ben, popping. Ben, ben in Wales, he's a good cook. He posts a lot of his stuff on yeah. yeah discord's over 900 members guys you've got like i said over 30,000 listens in season one of our florida panthers podcast uh i hit over 8,000 followers on twitter over 21,500 followers on instagram just the growth has been tremendous after this first season you know to start season two you know talking about free agency and talking with mike weaver was i think you know an awesome start to it so Real excited for season two. And, you know, guys, it's it's been fun. It's good to be back, you know, with a little bit of a time off. It's, you know, refreshing to speak with you guys and, you know, just have a good conversation about this. So hopefully it doesn't take as long to record our next episode. But, uh, you know, shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network as well, you know, going into our second season with them. Canesware, I know, Ryan, we've been buzzing about Canesware. I'm talking to Brett pretty much every other day, you know, staying in touch with him and how their shop is going. So. Shout out to Canesware and 
all they've got going on. Make sure you guys check them out uh, over the summer. They're ramping up. Yeah, they're getting they're ramping up for cane season. They're moving to a new store relatively soon, Ryan. I what? Mean, yeah, they're moving. They're moving. They're not moving far. They're moving like a couple, oh. plazas, a couple plazas over, but they're expanding. Okay. They're expanding to bigger store, a bigger store, and. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't was, want to say anything, but it was time. That it's a, yeah, it, it was, was ridiculous. It was that. jammed, and even Brett, when I talked to him a few weeks ago, he was saying it was really tight. So they're moving over uh, there. He's aware, at least. Yeah, he he's a really nice guy. The great team they've got over there. So shout out to Canesware and everything they've got going on. They got Inter Miami stuff coming out. The Panthers they've got a good sale on Eastern Conference and Stanley Cup playoff stuff. So make sure to check them out. And uh, yeah, shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network as well for for leading the way for our network. So. Ryan Kirby, I think we we talked a lot. Shout out to Mike, and we'll make sure to check out all he's got going on in the description and stuff like that below. Uh, he's got a good team up up in Toronto, having doing good things for for the youth and for coaches in the NHL and stuff like that. So, real excited for what Mike's got going on over there, and we were very I was very excited to spend some time with him. So, Ryan Kirby, I think this episode was awesome. I think you guys hit the nail on the head on all all the topics we could cover. And um, yeah, any final words from you guys as we wrap up our first episode of season two? Yeah, I'll just jump in now. Um, David, I know you're doing some contests and giveaways and more coming up. I'm working on a couple of guests for us, Um, maybe one on the Evan Rodriguez front and then a certain connection to a Panthers player, family member. I know you got to still work on the Tammy Montour one, Brandon's mom, David, but I'm working <laughs> on one a bit. So might have some guests here coming up, especially in the off season. It's a good time to do this. Um, Maybe something to connect with our spaces. Um fp family over on instagram so um kind of that's a good time to kind of connect with the fan base too and we might try to uh coordinate that through our podcast here so yeah, yeah and again we'll have some spaces running through the summer especially if any breaking news happens probably have some towards development camp and other things like that if zito's kind of done for the summer but you just never know so if there's a deal to be made or something that happens um yep. we'll go live as always yep absolutely ryan anything yeah are you, uh, are you going no nothing trip? nothing crazy but Damian Lillard just tweeted, "I'm amazed." So maybe, maybe the trade mm. went through for our for our Miami Heat. You never know, but okay. yeah, that's a little little free agency uh, off season news for a different sport, though. So yeah, Ryan, nothing to shout out on the TikTok end. You got anything? Mm, Check out Ryan on TikTok. He's got. Oh my goodness, the... I didn't think he was so big on TikTok. He's got the. I'm about to, about to make another video. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah, you got to go fun. check out Ryan's uh, Vegas and uh, kind of Kachuk Panther one mm -hmm. where he breaks down the first two games in Vegas. One of his favorite lines, he's like, I don't know what the refs are doing out there. Does anyone know? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Ryan's got, he's good on, he's good in front of camera. He's got good camera yeah. presence. He's got that green screen thing going there, whatever. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. It's all about the green screen, Kirby. I'll teach you that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the beach in the background for the next one. Love to see it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys are too much but yeah again thank you guys for joining me i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh and yeah until next time you know i appreciate all the likes and retweets and shares and follows from you guys are always uh appreciated and brian kirby again thank you for joining me and hope you guys have a great rest of your day and like we always like to say let's go cats vamos gatos <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time go cats